As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Go, man. Tear it off, dude. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Well, it's an exciting week. Tom Brady coming to Levi Stadium. Tom Brady coming back home. Grew up in San Mateo. Hasn't really had too many chances to play here in the Bay Area, Matt, because the, the year that he was supposed to play at Candlestick 2008, he missed the year because he tore his ACL week one. And Back then, Tom Brady was in the AFC East, played for the New England Patriots, and as the rotation works, it's only once every eight years that you get to go play the NFC West teams on the road. So 2008 would have had had been it for Tom Brady, who in 2000 was a rookie but wasn't a starter yet for New England, and 2008 couldn't be it. He came in 2016, but Candlestick was already closed by then. Memorable win for the Patriots in the rain at Levi Stadium, and now uh, the rotations have uh, obviously stayed the same, but Tom Brady's team has changed. He's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so probably if he stays any longer with the Buccaneers, there will be more chances to come since they're in the NFC. But this is the first one for Tom Brady back in the Bay Area. Unfortunately for the 49ers, no Jimmy Garoppolo on the other end, so we don't have that storyline. But uh, there is another one that's that's brewing, and that's that the 49ers are starting a new quarterback in Brock Purdy. And Tom Brady in his career is 6-0 and in games in which the other team is starting a quarterback for his first career start for the first time. So the 49ers hope that history does not repeat itself yet again. They want that number to be one and six, leaving this game on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. And um, I remember a game in New England uh, in, in 2012 involving not a, a rookie quarterback, but a first-time starter that season. That was Colin Kaepernick. And uh, that was one of the better games that I've covered, uh, more exciting, more consequential games. It really kind of... Uh, I thought solidified Kaepernick as a, as a true contender that year and the 49ers as a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Brady was here in 2016. I, I remember being on the field before the game because I wanted to get a picture of Jimmy Garoppolo because there was already rumors at that point that uh, Garoppolo could be expendable and the 49ers were absolutely awful in, in 2016. Um, uh, Kaepernick, it didn't look like he was coming back. And so 
um, uh, the, the people were already wondering who the next quarterback would be. So I was out there standing at that tunnel in the uh, northwest uh, section where the opposing team comes out. And here comes Garoppolo and the quarterbacks, uh, led, of course, by Tom Brady. And I was just struck by how big Tom Brady was. It's, it's not something that comes across well on television. He is a big, big guy. And, um, you know, I think that's allowed him to play until he's 45. He's also very good at uh, buying time in the, in the pocket, just stepping forward, just one or two steps. Nothing ever dramatic with him, but he's figured that out. And I think that's really his, his gift is kind of carving out space where there's very little space. Uh, so that he's able to kind of keep his head upfield, his eye down uh, on the receivers, and to make that big throw. And Dennis, you've been watching him for years. Uh, the, what what stands out in your mind about uh, Tom Brady? His longevity, right? I mean, the guy's been playing for what twenty something years, twenty two, twenty three, twenty three years, and and I, that's hard to do in the NFL. And, you know, there's there, there's so many storylines uh, coming on Sunday. Tom Brady from from San Mateo. I, I lived in San Mateo for a while. His father was a uh, a big supporter of the the, the PAL League there in, in San Mateo. And, you know, he was always in the community. He was always talking about his son. And, you know, Sarah High School has a has a long line of of, of great athletes. You know, Lynn Swan, uh, Barry Bonds, a lot of a lot of great athletes have come out of come out of uh, uh, Sarah High School in San Mateo. So he's he's a hometown guy. I did, did hear him on television talking about coming back here, and he talked about – he called it San Fran. So he's been he's been away <laughs> for, for, for quite a while. But, uh, you know, this is there, – there's so many different storylines. And, you know, Tom Brady is is Tom Brady. And, and you know, Brock Purdy has got to be, you know, looking at Tom Brady as one of, one of the guys that he's he's looked at his position and, and watched him play. So – you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I saw somewhere. I think we talked about the last podcast that, you know, when Brock Purdy was what six months old or something like that, Tom Brady was throwing throwing passes in NFL. So there's not much you know you can really you know do to Tom Brady because he's been in the league for so long. He's seen everything. He's played at a really high level, um, and you know he is he he's a legend. He is what he is. And I watched him play Monday night. And, you know, he was having a bad game Yeah. Uh, as that game went, I mean, until the until those last two drives. And and you just watched him just kind of surgically take apart that defense. And, uh, you know, the Saints were were baffled. I mean, it seems like, you know, those last two drives, he completed every pass. Uh, he was able to read the defense. I don't know, you know, what kind of defense the, the Saints were playing, but, it you know, it looked like lose the game defense. Because throughout the whole game, they had him off. For some reason, he was off. And then he figured it out. And that's what great players do. You know, great guys on a football field. You figure out how to win football games. So, you know, I'm sure Brock Purdy is, has, has watched him. Many. I never had a chance to play against uh, Tom Brady. One thing I do know about Tom Brady is if, if you hit him, he's going to get flustered. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's an experienced quarterback. But, you know, he's an older quarterback. And he, he doesn't like to get hit. And this offensive line is is a little beat up. So, you know, that's, that's gotta be the game plan. You gotta have, you gotta be focused on the back end. You have to have, you know, the best coverage sticky. You talk about sticky coverage. You gotta be double sticky against Tom Brady because he knows, he knows what he's looking at and, and, and it's not much fooling him. 
um, up front, it's, you know, Nick Bosa and, and Eric Armstead. You're going to have to really – this has to be one of your best games. I mean, if Nick Bosa can get three sacks uh, and if the uh, defense can get some turnovers, four turnovers like they did against Miami, you have a chance in this football game. But you got to get after Tom Brady. You can't let him sit back there and just read the defense. He'll just pick you apart because, you know, he's been playing for 20-something years and he's, he's seen it all. So – it's always, you know, it's always, you know, for, for a defensive guy, it's all it's it's really boring to watch Tom Brady because, you know, he's so, you know, he, he completes so many passes. He moves the ball down the field uh, and he gets it out of his hands quick. So, you know, if you can get him out, off his spot, make him scramble a little bit, you might have an opportunity to beat this guy. But there's so many different storylines. Brock, I mean, this is a week. I mean, he's got to be, you know, either nervous as heck or 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 excited as heck. So, yeah, we're going to see Sunday. It's going to be very interesting. Well, you're right about making Brady scramble. He's 45 years old, so if he has to scramble, <laughs> you win this game. Uh, yeah. But if he if he sits back there and can release as quickly as he does, and he leads the league in time to throw, average snap to release time is 2.44 seconds, which is crazy over the course of a season. Whenever you know Jimmy Garoppolo is an excellent game, and the 49ers are our scheme the short game to, to beat a pass rush like they've done against the Rams over the years, his time to throw is usually 2.4 seconds. And we say, oh, wow, that's that's excellent. Well, Brady's averaging that over the course of the whole year, 2.44. Uh, second place, actually, Trevor Lawrence this year has been getting the ball out quickly at 2.54, but that's still a full tenth slower than Tom Brady. So that's impressive. That's going to make him hard to sack. And that means that the 49ers are going to have to be on their P's and Q's defensively. D'Amico Ryans mentioned on Thursday that uh, the Brady loves to go to his running backs out of the backfield. He is not afraid to go to the check down to the smart play. Another thing that Brady's on top of the league with, even though he hasn't been overly efficient this year, let, let's keep that in mind. He, it, it, there have been some struggles, but he's still leading in time to throw, and he's still leading it with the lowest interception rate, 0.4%. So he's not afraid to take that check down. So D'Amico Ryans is talking about the 49ers defense needing to be extra tight on those check down receivers, extra tight on the tight ends, all the short patterns. Again, they have to earn the right to rush the passer earn the right to rush the 45 year old because if you can get to that point you're going to win the game but if you can't get to that point he'll carve you up just like the saints carve uh, just like he's carved the saints up over the final two drives of that that game on monday night and you see the the stats uh, he definitely was targeting his his running backs uh, rashad white the rookie got eight targets and then leonard fournette the uh the old-timer uh, got seven, so uh, 15 altogether. And, and then in the 49ers-Dolphins game, we saw Brock Purdy targeting uh, Christian McCaffrey 10 times. So uh, a, a lot of those types of plays, um, you know, what, what uh, Tom Brady is capable of doing, what the, the Buccaneers are capable of doing is going check down, check down, check down. And then once you think that they're, they're check downing you to death, he can go deep because he's got two – Really good down the field receivers in in Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, and, and they have not been themselves uh, this season. But there are signs of, of Godwin, especially, sort of starting to awaken. Um, and uh, I think he had uh, eight catches for something like sixty three yards against the Saints the other night. Um, and that's a very good Saints defense. I think we're we're finding out these last few weeks that uh, the 49ers have the top defense in the league. The Saints are right behind them. So uh, the fact that uh, Brady and that crew was able to rally 
uh, against the Saints uh, when it looked for all the world like they were down and out. I think I'd say a nice uh, sort of reminder to the 49ers that, uh, you know, they, they, they uh, as David said, you got to be on your, your P's and Q's. It's going to have to be another really good linebacker game from Fred Warner and, and Trey Greenlaw. And Dennis, that's what's kind of stood out these last few weeks is that those two uh, have been excellent. Uh, uh, Warner in the middle of the field, uh, dropping back in those uh, in those zones and just disrupting things. And then Greenlaw running to the sideline. Greenlaw is fantastic. Um, you know, the numbers and the hashes and cutting off players and things like that. Um, and uh, I, I feel like if, if they could hold the Dolphins to 17 points, that ought to be what they're, they're looking at for the, uh, for the Buccaneers as well. And uh, if you can hold a team under 20, you've got a really, really nice shot of, uh, of winning this game and, and all the rest that are remaining. I say it every week. It's going to be one uh, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, the, you know, Leonard Fournette is, is you know, he, he reminds me of a, of a bigger Debo. I mean, he runs yeah. with a lot of, lot of anger. I mean, he, he gets the ball and, and, you know, he's, he's trucking down the hill. You're not going to, and you're not going to take him down with a, with an arm tackle. And they have a rookie there. I think it's, what's it, is it Rashard White? I mean, Rashad White, yeah, yeah, he is a he's a good running back too. So, you know, the game plan's got to be to shut down the run and then get after Tom Brady uh, with your pass rush, and and it's got to be you know that that pass rush from the gut. I mean, it's we saw last week what Eric Armstead brings to this to this defensive front. It gives Nick Bosa an opportunity to be one on one. Those those plays that you choose. Uh, that you're going to double team in Eric Armstead. So that gut pressure, and Dave said it, I mean, if, if you can get Tom Brady outside the pocket, you know, you got a chance. So that gut pressure, you know, Ridgeway, whoever's in the, whoever's in the middle, you got to get that gut pressure up the middle, help Eric, Eric Armstead out and get him off his mark, get Tom Brady off his mark. So then you can, then you really have a chance, but he, he is still really good about, about seeing the field, right? So, you know, you, you, you got to be, this has got to be, again, we, we thought last week was a test for the, for the defense. This week is going to be a real test for the defense because you've got one of the best doing it. Uh, and then you got some good receivers, you know, and Julio Jones is, you know, someone who hasn't been, you know, himself, but, you know, he's still an outstanding player. I mean, he can, he can turn a football game around. So there's, you know, Mike Evans is, is that guy in the red zone. You got to keep an eye on. I mean, and he's an aggressive He's one of those aggressive receivers. So, I mean, you, I mean, this is, this is going to be a test. Last week was a test. This is going to be another test for this defense and just see just kind of how good you are. I mean, you're going against the best quarterback. You're going against a running game. That's pretty good. And, and you're going against a receiving crew. That's, that's not, it's not as fast as a Miami team was, but it's still very effective. And, and Tom Brady, who leads it is going to be the one kind of dishing the ball out. And he's, and he's real good about getting the ball into his playmakers hands and throwing guys open. That's what I saw in those last two series, just throwing guys open. And that's what you get from experience. And, and, and he brings that to the table. So again, it's going to be a great test for this, for this defense. You served notice last week and now you got to show some consistency and, and shut down another really good offense. I, I mean, the record doesn't show, I think, the talent that this team has on the football on the football field. But the Bucks are still in position to make the playoffs. They're in fact they're in first place in the NFC South at six and six. So 
it's it's been a, a weird season in the NFL. A lot of parity in that NFC South has struggled. And uh, look now, Tom Brady is right in position to do some damage again. In fact, this may not be the last time that the 49ers and Tampa Bay meet this year now that Tom is in the NF, is in the NFC. So uh, it's, it's going to be a good game because the Buccaneers definitely have playoff level talent. And Dennis mentioned they don't have as much speed as the Dolphins. That is true. And it's going to create a different kind of defending the quick release challenge for the 49ers. You look at guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. Obviously with Julio, he's a player toward the tail end of his career. But he's still skilled, even if that, you know, youthful speed is not there. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got the tight end Cameron Braid for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. But what I... What I look at with this football team and what I've looked at ever since Tom Brady came over from New England is the offensive line. They've kept Brady really, really clean for the most part until this year they've run into some trouble because of injuries. They lost their center, Ryan Jensen, at the very start of this whole campaign, and they've lost their best tackle, Tristan Wirfs due to an ankle injury, he's still probably going to be out for a couple more weeks. So the pass protection has struggled more than it has in the past for Tampa Bay, and that is a potential opening for the 49ers. But just like last week against the Dolphins, Matt, they won't be able to capitalize on that unless they cover well enough to force Tom Brady to sit back for at least one hitch so he's not getting rid of the ball in 2.4 seconds because even even the most overmatched line is going to be able to hold against a good pass rush for about 2.5. So so you, you're going to need to make sure that Brady has to hold the ball for longer than 2.5. Yeah, and if there was was a weak spot in that defensive effort against the Dolphins, it was uh, the, the safeties and uh, the Dolphins exposed you know, every safety combination in, in the league. They just have so much speed. But I thought that that was apparent on, on both of the, the big touchdowns. Uh, one was uh, because Deshaun Gibson took a, took a false step uh, and then really could never catch up with Trent Sherfield on that uh, opening play, 75-yarder. And then the other one was Talano Hufanga kind of stepped forward thinking that the ball was going to be one of the, uh, the crossers to uh, Sherfield and and that really allowed uh, Tyreek Hill to just go one-on-one against Traverius Ward, and that's, uh, that's no contest. So, um, you know, two, two deep guys in Godwin and, and Evans, uh, and so uh, those, uh, those deep safeties are going to have to, you know, do, do the uh, no-fall steps and get on their horse sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, in, in watching that game against the Saints, and I, I rewatched it this morning, um, a, a couple of things I jotted down, and one is that Brady really misses his buddy uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, that was a real kind of safety net, just a, a, a gimme play for Brady over the years in New England and in Tampa. And, and he, on Sunday, or on Monday rather, he was throwing to uh, Kate Otten, a rookie. And he did go to Washington, so Dennis, I know he's, he's got uh, talent, but he is a rookie, and uh, obviously they don't have that that chemistry, that rapport. And the second was uh, something that Dennis just said. I thought that uh, Leonard Fournette uh, really played well. And in fact, that, that offense was operating better with him than, than the rookie Rashad White. Uh, at one point, the announcer said that uh, uh, Brady really likes uh, White, but I, I felt like the guy that he trusts more, at least in the passing game, 
was Fournette, and Fournette seemed to really kind of give the team a boost when it when it needed it. And I, I realized that White scored the uh, the game winning touchdown, uh, and that was obviously uh, a huge play of the game. But I felt like Fournette was a guy that the 49ers are going to have to really keep an eye on in this game. You know, like I said, he he runs. I mean. You know, he, he's getting up there. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran in the league, but, uh, you know, he is he's a big dude. I mean, he is he, he is a load and, you know, you guarantee, you know, that's what all offenses want to do. They want to establish that run game. So so your pocket passer can just sit in the pocket and linebackers get sucked up. And and, you know, you talk it's you're fundamentally you got to you got to understand who you're playing against. I mean, he, he's going to bait you. He's going to there's going to be different routes. You know, like we talk about the Miami game when Hufunga, you know, thinks looks at those crossing routes and he gets stuck on that and the ball's going behind you. So, I mean, he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to do a great job of of it, just scheme wise, just kind of knowing the defense he's going to get. He's going to he's going to he's going to read, you know, the safeties. He's going to read the linebackers and everything has to be, you know, it, the best. you. I mean, you're fundamentally you have to be fundamentally sound against against his quarterback. And, and it's going to start up front the run game you got to shut down that run game and and you said it i mean little Fournette. i mean he is he's a guy he's a load and uh you know he's he's one of the team leaders so you know you got to shut him down uh then you got to get after tom brady but that run game and we'll see early in the game i guarantee you they're going to try to establish that run game because that sets up everything that tom brady wants to do looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. 49ers defensively, let's just zoom out and look at the 49ers as as a team because defensively they've been dominant, but as a team, this is how they're going to have to overcome the absence of Jimmy Garoppolo, however long it may be. And by the way, I don't think that we've had an episode since the big reversal of news that Jimmy Garoppolo 
may not be out for the season after all. The 49ers, I don't want to say they misdiagnosed his original injury. They didn't have enough information yet to, to make the proper diagnosis. But a, a list Frank injury, if there's no bone displacement, which is what they thought it was on Sunday, uh, it can only be firmly diagnosed with an MRI because the ligament there has to be damaged to, to basically cause the foot to come apart. And the 49ers thought based on the x-ray on sunday or you know where the the fracture was on garoppolo's foot they thought it was a liz frank and shanahan went up to the podium and said he's going to be gone for six months but then after multiple opinions and all kinds of imaging between sunday and tuesday the 400 determined that it wasn't a liz frank injury that it's just a simple fracture ligament is intact but to explain this a liz frank injury is essentially a torn acl in your foot like if that ligament is done in your foot you're going to be out for a long time six months instead Instead, that timetable may be down to about six weeks. Kyle Shanahan keeps on talking about seven or eight weeks, but there's a good chance in my head that he is just kind of tempering expectations right now, underselling just so he can over-deliver, which I think is smart because he needs to give Brock Purdy as few distractions as possible. But anyway, that was big news from this week. 49ers in the now do not have Jimmy Garoppolo. That that remains true. In the now, they have to win with Brock Purdy. And for that, I want to talk about the overall strength of this 49ers team because, Matt, that's how they're going to progress through this, right? They're going to have to rely on their defense. They're going to have to rely on the other weapons offensively that Purdy is going to be throwing to. And they're going to have to rely on special teams. And since the debacle against Kansas City in week seven, listen to these 49ers ranks. They rank as the number one defense in the NFL. They rank as the number four offense in the NFL. And they rank as the number five special teams unit in the NFL. This is all advanced stats based on the defense adjusted value out over average. So how about that? The 49ers are top five across the board over the past five weeks. They've been the best team in the league by far efficiency wise in that stretch. Uh, what better situation to, for, for Brock Purdy to step into, right? He's got a team that's firing on all cylinders. All he has to do is keep that offense afloat and the other two units are doing a good enough job now for the 49ers to reasonably expect uh, to win even without Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and um, that's another thing that I jotted down from that Saints game. I, I didn't think the, the Tampa Bay special teams looked all that good. They were giving up some some big uh, return guards, and the 49ers seem, uh, Ray Ray McLeod seems poised. He seems like on the verge of breaking something uh, big on, on a lot of these returns. So that's another area where the 49ers, I think, have the advantage and can really help Brock Purdy out, give him good field position, hey, maybe even give him six points. It's been uh, it's been over a decade, Dennis, since uh, the 49ers have returned a, a punt to the house. So uh, they're overdue, and this would be a good time to finally break that. Uh, one one issue they're dealing with Tarverius Moore is going to be out for this game. Tarverius Moore, he might be their best special teamer, um, at least on on coverage units. He's the the fastest guy. He's the gunner. He's nice and big now. He's bigger than when he came into the league uh, a few years ago, um, and uh, he's been really solid as a as a tackler and at, as the guy that sort of funnels these returns back towards the other tacklers. So they're going to have to adjust without him. Um, my thought as far as Brock Purdy is, you know, I, I was counting the number of deep throws that uh, Andy Dalton made uh, against the, the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers like to 
you know, uh, stuffed the box and they were trying to take away Alvin Kamara. Uh, very probably a very similar game plan that uh, that they're going to use against Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. And so that forced uh, Dalton to go deep a few times. And he was good. There were two really big drops. One by uh, Jarvis Landry and one by the rookie Chris Olave. It was his first drop of the year. Uh, but uh, that's, I think Brock Purdy is going to have to hit a couple of those, maybe three or four of those, because uh, those are going to be available. Uh, teams like to play what the, the 49ers call heavy boxes against them, heavy lines, which means, uh, you know, five, sometimes six uh, big guys along the defensive line. They want to take away. The 49ers running game, they want to make the 49ers quarterbacks beat them. Um, that's That's been the theme this year. We doubt your quarterbacks. We doubt your quarterbacks to go deep. And I guarantee you the the the, the Buccaneers and, and Todd Bowles are going to be thinking exactly that. So it's up to Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk and, and uh, Juwan Jennings. They sometimes sneak Juwan Jennings deep. He's deceptively fast. To, uh, to make them pay. So uh, if you get a couple of those early, boy, I think that really changes the tenor of this game. You mentioned Ty Bowles, and, and he likes to blitz. And this is a young quarterback. And, uh, and that's what he's going to get. You know, if, if he's going to be the quarterback, quarterback throughout the season, uh, the rest of the season, that's what he's going to get every football game. They're going to stack the box, uh, and they're going to bring a whole lot of different looks up front. Linebackers coming, safety's coming off the corner. Because you always want to get after a young quarterback. And, you know, I'm sure he's aware of that. He's played quarterback uh, his entire football career. So, you know, that that's going to be the test. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, you can you can do so much film study. But once you get in a football game and you see how a defense, a, a defensive team wants to, to get after you, how do you adjust to that? So it, it's, it's going to be a lot of communication uh, between his offensive linemen and uh, his back picking up some of these blitzes, but he's got to he's got to be like a Tom Brady. He's got to get the ball out of his hand. I mean, he's he's in a actually in a pretty good situation. He's got a lot of weapons around him. He's got a, one of the best checkdown guys in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. So, and he's got Brandon Ayuk, and you mentioned Jennings, Jawan Jennings, and you got Debo, George Kittle. I mean, you've got you've got uh, you've got weapons all around you. Now, can you can you maneuver or can you can you work? the offense and, and run the offense and get the ball out your hands. Um, last week, the one thing I saw about Brock Purdy last week is that, you know, when he started feeling pressure, you know, he wasn't very good about uh, navigating the pocket. I mean, a lot of times he could have just stepped up and threw the ball down the field. Instead, he was trying to kind of turn out, uh, get him, get to the outside, to get to the edges. And he was, he was taking some sacks. So he's got to, he's got to know where his pressure's coming from. Uh, and then he's got to find that that spot in the pocket where he can get the get rid of the ball. But the key to this game is just, you know, it, it, I know we hate to say it, but he's got to manage this game. I mean, he, you know, he, he can. I don't think he's he's a guy that's going to take the ball down the field very much. He's he's kind of very much like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's he's looking for that intermediate stuff, but he's got so many guys around him. He's just got to get the ball out of his hands and make good make good decisions. Uh, can't turn the ball over. Uh, and it'd be great. You mentioned special teams, and I was thinking the same thing. Ray Ray has come so close to breaking one, and and this would be a great a great game as far as field position to help out this young quarterback. And if you can get six on the board, even better. But if you can if you can get good field position, give him a short field, uh, and let him work it that way. But he's got to get he's got to get rid of the ball. He can't hold on to the ball, and he's got to be quick. Offensive lines got to help this young kid out. Uh, George Kittle, all those. 
to just give him protection. Um, and he's he's got to get the ball to his play. He's got plenty of playmakers. He's he's kind of in a cool uh, kind of a situation. You know, he's got so many guys around him he can get the ball to. And it's it, it doesn't have to be all on his shoulders, but it is on his shoulders because he's a quarterback. And I just wonder what's the stat uh, of quarterbacks uh, or um, uh, Kyle Shanahan's record with quarterbacks other than um, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's really bad. I think it's 9-29, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Well, it's really good with Jimmy, and it's really bad with everybody else. And part of that reason is that everybody not named Jimmy that started for the 49ers has been bad. So uh, <laughs> Brock Purdy has to show that he's not a bad quarterback. And, and you know, th- that's the thing. Like, we look at how good the 49ers have been to win games, to make the playoffs. They have some breathing room right now. They're in first place. They got a full game of uh, a lead over the Seahawks. They just need to have decent play at that quarterback position, right? I don't think this is a team that needs great quarterback play right now. Now, maybe come the playoffs, yes, yeah, to win some of these games, win the Super Bowl, you're going to need something bigger. But hey, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo will be back by then. The point is, we don't know, and that doesn't matter right now. you got to make the playoffs first, right? If to win now, win these games. And to win these, I don't think they need great QB play. I think they need decent QB play. And based on what we saw last week, maybe Purdy can do it. I talked to uh, Booger McFarland the other day, and uh, you guys might have seen him on Monday Night Football. He noted that he had a, a teammate in 1999, Sean King, who was a rookie, started the season as a third-string quarterback and, and had to come in with five games left, or five, five games left in the current season. And uh, they went all the way to the NFC Championship game. So it's possible. And um, the two teams were built similarly. That Buccaneers team, boy, <laughs> had a really good defense. Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derek Brooks, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They were, uh, you know, that was still an era where, uh, you know, a lot of games were 13 to 10 and 7 to 6 and things like that. Uh, but his point was that every, every drive that Purdy has has to end with a kick. It has to either end with a punt uh, an extra point or a field goal. Um, you, you can't uh, you can't give the opponents these last five games and anything easy. You can't turn the ball over. You have to throw the ball away. Uh, you have to do things that are sort of counter to your your instinct. And, and I think that's what Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo was doing when he got hurt. That was just a that was a bad play from from the get go. It was a it was a blitz. The Dolphins uh, covered up the uh, the hot reads perfectly. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said, "In that situation, you gotta just uh, turf the ball." Uh, now they were in field goal position, and a sack would have taken them out of field goal position. And so Garoppolo sort of fought his way, but in doing so, um, he uh, you know uh, got the, the the bad injury. Uh, but that's the sort of thing that that Brock Purdy can't do. He can't can't be a hero or, or have that mentality that he's going to make the heroic play. You just have to kind of take what the defense is giving you sometimes and, and get rid of the ball if it's, uh, if it's not there. So, uh, and, and let your defense basically win the, the, the game for you, which is what Sean King did in, in 1999, and it worked out really well for them. And you've got the defense that can do it, right? I mean, like we talked, as long as you're, you're, you're playing – Good, fundamentally sound football. I mean, you can keep this this team off the board. I mean, you could you could shut them down. 
but everything kind of has to come together. I mean, your linebackers have to play great. Your secondary has to play fantastic. And your defensive line has to be effective, which, which they've, they've done pretty much every game this football season. So, I mean, with all that and, you know, we're making it sound easy. Uh, all Brock <laughs> Purdy has to do is, is make the right decision. So, you know, once you get into that, to that, that game, you know, you, you you'll see just kind of scheme wise, what they're trying to do to you. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, the 49ers have never really developed a, a quarterback. I mean, they've tried to develop them, but they, you know, like you said, Dave, they weren't very good players. I mean, they, I think they're both still in the league, but you know, here's an opportunity with a guy that when I, when I watched them play on Sunday, against the Dolphins he you know he looks like a, a, a Jimmy Garoppolo he's not he's not going to go down the field he's going to he, he's he, he's kind of a, a short yardage um, gunslinger he's going to get the ball out real quick he's going to get the ball to his playmaker so you know I, I know we're making it sound super easy but all he's going to do is really manage the game and I think your defense is going to show up for you defense is going to help you if a special teams can help you a little bit that's fantastic but you just got to make good decisions uh, and get the ball out to your playmakers. That's huge. That's what the 49ers need to do. They have the quarterback that needs to play point guard, and that's how the system works. And Jimmy Garoppolo's been executing the system really, really well this year. You know, this is a misconception that I think you see online that uh, this is just going to be easy for Purdy to plug in there and succeed. But Garoppolo has been doing it at a high level and quarterback play absolutely matters and you know even seemingly we've talked about this before seemingly easy throws watching on television aren't easy in the nfl right windows are tight you've got to execute with precision you have to set up the yards after the catch with accuracy and one of the reasons the 49ers really liked purdy coming out of iowa state is because he started about 50 games in college he was a four-year starter at the fbs level and they really loved the way that he showed on tape that he could play the position he knew how to play the position he did those small things right like Jimmy Garoppolo does those small things right so they're not necessarily going to wow people on Sports Center top 10 highlight reels but they're going to win football games right they're going to lead to efficiency and I think that you know we've touched on this already a little bit but one of the main reasons that the 49ers are optimistic that they can keep the train rolling here with decent offensive efficiency. They're not expecting Purdy to be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, but the, the reason they're optimistic that he won't completely stall the offense is because a lot of that skill set is similar to what Garoppolo was doing, so they don't have to reinvent the wheel. He still has the quick release. We saw the blitz beaters against cover zero, the you know the, the guts, the, the, the reaction time against the Dolphins and against the tall Todd Bowles defense a lot of the same techniques are going to be necessary and the 49ers hope that Purdy can carry that forward now with against the defense that has had a full week the game plan against him the thing is though it is not Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo different this is a similar style as Jimmy Garoppolo with a little bit more speed probably a weaker arm right but uh, this the stylistic similarities here I think make it easier for the 49ers to breathe easier over the course of the week. Yeah, and George Kittle said that uh, on uh, on Thursday. I asked him, how many um, practice reps had you taken with Brock Purdy before Sunday's game? He said four. I mean, it was just such a ridiculous number, but you would never have guessed it from the, you know, the cohesion, the timing, the pace. And, and Kittle said that was due to the fact that he, he's really not that much different than Garoppolo from, you know, the, the way that the ball's coming out, 
Um, he throws a nice pass. Doesn't have a uh, a cannon for an arm, so he's not breaking any fingers on those short routes. And um, you know the the practice squad players have really really liked him uh, because he is aggressive um, and he's kind of taking that role seriously. So he's he's pushing the the Forty Niners uh, first string defense in these practices, but in doing so, he's going against the best defense in the league. He's really been challenging himself so that when he got into the game. I think I think the thing that was the most impressive was his his timing and his pace. He wasn't holding on to the ball. He was getting rid of the ball quickly. Two point six seven seconds, which is like a, a Garoppolo game. Um, so I, I think that's important. Now I will say that I, I I don't know if you remember these throws, David, but there were some throws in training camp where he tried to go deep, and if he didn't have his full body. Uh, you know, lower body, everything in it, they did not go very far and they hung up. Uh, and some of the, the deep throws look very ugly. So he's not a guy that's going to be able to kind of, uh, you know, have a, a defender draping off of him and then still chuck the ball 45 down, yards down the field. He's got he's to set up in order to, to, to deliver those throws. And uh, that's where the offensive line comes in, of course. But um, you know, uh, like, like we're all saying, he's got enough, uh, and there's enough of a sim- similarity that you you would think that they can kind of keep this going for these last five games. Oh man, I hope so. I mean, this is this is like I said. I mean, this is you guys are as far as content goes. I mean, this team is, and I think Dave, you said it's a novel, and, and it goes up and down and all over the place. So you know, this is the next the next chapter. And the one thing I saw against Miami is that, you know, hopefully this week, I mean, just being getting some more reps, he starts, you know, you got, you got to get in and out the huddle. You have to be aware of the, of the clock clock management's huge. Uh, you know, when you, that, that, that pre-snap and, you know, I'm sure Todd Bowles is going to put some, some looks there where he may take a little bit of long, but he's got to be aware of that, of, of the clock, you know, a couple of times you got behind the clock. So, you know, these are just things that, you know, NFL experience, you know, your, your reps. Uh, and, but there was a reason why he was the last pick uh, in the draft. I mean, he's, and I'm sure coaches know what that is and they're going to try to exploit that. And, and I, I think it's his deep game. I think his decision-making is good. I think his, you know, his scrambling is, I mean, he, he works well out the pocket. It'd be interesting to see if Kyle Shanahan kind of gets him outside the pocket a little bit. But uh, you know he's got some he's got some some things in his game that you know he can only get better with experience. Uh, but he's going to learn it on the job uh, during a during a football game uh, a, against you know the best quarterback to play the play the game next to Joe Montana. So you know it, it's I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm excited for him. Uh, I, I would love to see you know some type of de- development in a quarterback. I, I really don't think. You know, this is going to be the starting quarterback, you know, in the future, unless something really, really, you know, great happens with him against Tampa and the rest of the season. But it's good to see a quarterback out there get some reps. Like I said, he's in a good position. He's got uh, a lot of skill guys around him, a lot of playmakers around him. And, you know, and we'll see his decision making uh, and if he has a grasp, grasp of this uh, Kyle Shanahan play, because I'm sure they kind of watered it down a little bit. Uh, against Miami, but now you know as he gets bigger and bigger, see if he can make the right decision. 
on different schemes and 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 read defenses, go through progressions, all that stuff that that quarterbacks have to do to play at a high level at this league. Well, the 49ers built quarterback depth and they are really enjoying the fact that they did. Now, they did pick up Jimmy Garoppolo this year by accident, right? I mean, they that, that was luck. That I wouldn't say accident. It was luck. It was good luck. But still, they drafted Brock Purdy the year after they drafted Trey Lance, and it looks like it's a good thing they did that. And it's, it's a good thing that they at least, you know, didn't burn that bridge with Jimmy Garoppolo so that when the time to get lucky did come, they were able to re-sign him for uh, this 2022 season. So, uh, it, they've needed all three of these quarterbacks at this point. They needed Trey Lance at the start of the year. They needed Jimmy Garoppolo after him. And now, obviously, they need Brock Purdy because both Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo are hurt. And it just so happens that uh, they're on to the third quarterback against one of the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, coming back to his native Bay Area. And for Brady, you know, it, it, it all started when, when he was needed in relief, right? Over 20 years ago, Brock Purdy wasn't even two years old yet when uh, Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe. And, you know, that, that Patriots team that won in 2001, probably a, a good example for the 49ers this season. That Patriots team wasn't overpowering. They weren't spectacular in, in any regard. They were ranked above number 10, like worse than number 10 in both offense and defense. And they beat the Rams, the greatest show on turf with Brady thrown for only 145 yards in the Super Bowl. This 49ers team is actually better on the defensive side of the ball than that that Patriots team was. This is an elite 49ers defense after what we saw last week. So that that's the mentality the 49ers are entering Brock Purdy's first career start with, that, you know, we've got an, an elite defense, that's what they're saying, and Brock Purdy just has to make sure that he doesn't screw it up on the offensive end. So no pressure <laughs> on the kid coming up in this game, right, Dennis? It's all about the defense. I know Dennis loves to hear that. It's all it's all about the defense. It's always all about the defense. And we saw last week it's all about the defense. And I you know, I don't I don't know how many interceptions Tom Brady's thrown this year, but uh you 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 gotta figure out how to get some some takeaways. You you gotta figure out how to help the offense out and and, and you gotta be able to flip the field somehow. And and I think you set the tone. You set the tone with your defense. Uh and you know, like we've we've talked about you you gotta get after them. I mean, it, you know, it almost sounds weird when you say you got to hit a 45-year-old, but you got to hit him. You got to hit him. I know he's Tom Brady. If you come anywhere close to his, you know, his upper body, you're probably going to get a penalty. But, you know, somebody's got to take that bullet for the team, I think, and just and just level Tom Brady. He'll just just level him. Uh, and then that 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 could set the tone for the rest of the football game. Remind but, uh, him that he's forty five, huh? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it you know, elderly abuse, whatever it is. But you got to you got to hit him. You got to you, you got to hit this guy, or he'll. I mean, we saw against the Saints. I mean, the Saints must have went in the locker room and just been like, "What the heck just happened?" And I watched him, you know, jog on the field after the game, and I was just thinking, "Oh, he knows he's good. I mean, he knows he is good. He knows he's the best." I mean, he just – those last two drives were, were almost embarrassing. I mean, I was yelling at the TV like, what the hell is going on? Because he, he wasn't playing a very good football game. I mean, he was missing a lot of throws. And one thing about Tom Brady, if you're, if you're not playing, you know, with the way – you know, if you're not playing efficiently, Tom Brady's going to get in your face. He's kind of old school. He's a quarterback, but he's kind of old school. But I, he's got that arrogance, and he's got the right to be arrogant. But uh, I watched him at the end of that game running on the football field, and he, you could tell he knew it. 
he knew I am the best at this and you really can't mess with me. So, you know, but you got to hit him. He's 45. 45 years old, Tom Brady. <laughs> Looking to continue defying age, but against this 49ers defense, uh, that might be easier said than done. We'll see who wins out on Sunday. For Matt Barrows and Dennis Brown, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you after the game, after the 49ers play Tampa Bay in what should be a really, really fun one at Levi Stadium.